The American Journal of Psychiatry says that it reduces stress, while the U.S. National Library of Medicine found that it increases your senses of well-being, connectedness, and empathy, as well as your ability to make decisions. More surprisingly, the Journal of Marital and Family Therapy concludes that using it regularly improves relationships. Frontiers in Psychology found that it makes you more creative, while the Indian Journal of Physiology and Pharmacology found it improves memory. And if that was not enough to get you to try it, you might want to know that it is the one thing that Jennifer Aniston, Hugh Jackman, Ellen DeGeneres, Michael Jordan, Howard Stern, and the Dalai Lama include every day since discovering it. Hey, I'm Dr. E, and this is the Highway to Health Show. Are you ready to live ageless? Want to discover alternative health choices, cutting-edge nutrition, and fitness for the entire family? Welcome to Highway to Health Show with your host, Dr. E, the stem cell guy, where Dr. E helps you live ageless. And now, here's your host, Dr. E. This is episode 5 of the Highway to Health Show. I'm your host, Dr. E, the Stem Cell Guy, and today we're joined by Dr. Jason Cole, author, yogi, and meditation expert. Believe me when I say, he's not your everyday meditation author. Jay comes from a wide-ranging background, starting in the arts with drawing, painting, crafts, and eventually moving into commercial graphic design. He later joined a pioneering hip-hop crew and would perform in front of crowds of thousands while touring around Canada. Sex, drugs, and rap music encompass most of his life during this time, but he soon realized that living hard needed a change, so he quit and left that lifestyle behind. He's now an author and a certified yoga instructor, and today we're very happy to have him join us. Jay, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me here, man. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you taking the time out to do all of this and uh, help me spread the word of my book and also get some people meditating and following suit with all the benefits that come with a, a daily meditation practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Uh, speaking of which, why do you think it is so important to get people to meditate? For me, myself, uh, it stops me from freaking out, man. I wasn't like a super high strung kind of guy, but I would freak out. Like I would, and it's a lot of times it's like self-talk, a lot of negative self-talk. Like you do something wrong. You're like, oh, you, you bastard. Oh, and, and you freak out. And when I say freak out, I mean, I'm not, throwing fists or <laughs> tipping over grocery carts or anything like that. Uh, I'm talking about, you know, you're sitting in traffic, getting cut off and that anger that wells up inside of you and you want to lay down on the horn and throw your middle finger at people and, and throw things. You know, in those moments, your body is being jolted with all this cortisol. And I mean, this is something that's for a fight or flight moment which is not a fight or flight moment. You're sitting comfortably in your car in traffic. You shouldn't be worried about, you know, freaking out. <laughs> uh, it's the same thing people who are sitting uh, watching the news, the five o'clock news at night, and you're hearing all this, all this bad stuff. Uh, same thing. They're being stressed out. The cortisol's pumping through them. Everything that goes along with that, higher blood pressure, higher heart rate, increasing the glucose in your blood, all these things, insulin spikes, you don't want any of this, especially if you're just sitting comfortably in your own living room. You know, you don't want to be like freaking out like that inside your body. And also that will reflect through your own mind as well. If the majority of people out there would just spend five minutes 
in the morning. That's all it really takes. One to five minutes to start. That's a crazy thing, isn't it? Uh, I mean, when you start going into meditation and people usually think if they've never done it, they think, oh, I I need to set aside an hour and I need a quiet room and I need like a a little temple to meditate and absolute silence. And and in reality, it's, it's a lot simpler than that. Uh, isn't it? What What is your experience so far in, in, in getting people who've never meditated to getting getting them involved and into the practice of it? Well, I mean, that's kind of reflected in the book here as well uh, through some of the stories, my personal stories. People think they need to have a perfect space and everything perfectly quiet and everything put away, but that's unfortunately not true. So when I started doing this transcendental meditation or mantra meditation, they started doing construction outside of my bedroom <laughs> for about six months. This went on. It was jackhammers right outside my bedroom window. Like, deck, 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 from seven in the morning till seven at night. So there's challenges like that. And uh, yeah, I would say go with it. Go with the noise. It's better to be able to go through something in a, in a kind of a negative state and be able to do it than not being able to do it. Because otherwise, you know, you're going to wake up and go, oh, there's that noise. I guess I'm not meditating today. Or, oh, I don't, I don't have my meditation cushion isn't next to me. I guess I'm not going to do it. These are all obstacles that we're putting in the way between us and doing, doing the damn thing. So you want to be able to just do the thing without any of these external factors. It, I guess it just kind of keeps you in check, keeps you on point. And doesn't give you any excuses to cop out. On. Exactly, and I think I think that's that's a very important pun, point you touch. It is that it's just about showing up, and and in this show we constantly talk about these things uh, in regards to health. You know, when you want to change your diet, when you want to start exercising, the most important thing is to to go into a routine that allows you to start adopting these new habits. And the most important thing at the beginning is just to show up. And I've, I've said this before, if you want to start going to the gym, the most important thing is just to show up. So just make a commitment with yourself to just drive to the gym every day. If you don't want to work out once you get there, it's fine, at least until you become the person who goes to the gym every day. And the same thing with what you're saying. It's just about really showing up and, and, and just going with it. You don't necessarily need your meditation pillow. You don't need absolute quiet. You don't need all those things. You just need to sit down and to calm yourself down and to breathe and to, and to go into that. And, and it doesn't take more than a minute to really get, get started in it. That's how I began. I began meditating for one minute. There's no excuse to not put one minute aside. Uh, and, and then you can start growing into it, right? Right. So what I tell people when they ask e- even what meditation is, I just easily tell them, I'm like, well, it's, you're sitting and you're being awake. You're not lying down because you probably fall asleep. So you're sitting while you're awake, your eyes are open or closed, whatever, depending on whichever practice uh, or whatever style of meditation that you're going to do. And, and that's it. Everything else is just extra crap that we people have added to try and make these little styles that we can then sell to the world. No, no, my style is the best. Oh, no, my style is the best. No, have you tried this other style yet? Uh, and really for me, and what I touched down on the book is that I kind of outline what all these different styles are. I mean, my favorite styles that I've tried and used anyways. And then you just kind of pick and choose which elements from each one that you like the best and kind of build up your own practice from there. Uh, and again, starting at like a minute, just set your alarm for an extra minute 
and then sit up in your bed and just start doing it that way. Just sit right up in your bed. Don't check a cell phone. Don't make food or anything like that. It's really simple. One minute. And then from that minute, you can increase it. Try two minutes tomorrow, whatever, in three days. Eventually, you'll get up to five minutes, 20 minutes, an hour. It's just a thing that happens. And people like to challenge themselves in this weird way. I never thought that I would either. And I, man, now I do an hour every morning. Yeah. When you say that about challenging yourself, I was, I was part of a business mastermind group uh, for the last, I've, I've been a part of it for the last three years. And, and one of the things, whenever, whenever I brought this into the group, it was this very A type kind of people in that group and they all wanted to meditate better and faster and longer. And, and that's completely missing the point because that's, you know, I, I think that goes a lot with what you're saying right now that all these different tendencies that are coming out right now, they're aimed at selling a product or selling a service or selling a, a, a vision of meditation. But in reality, we're, we're completely, a lot of the times people are completely missing the point by focusing on the details instead of on the practice itself. Right. Yeah. It's so simple. Like it's just sitting. And then over time, you're training your brain and your mind and your body that it can sit and be at this calm and at ease state so that that will start to eventually reflect back through the rest of your life, not just when you're meditating in the morning or at night. And that's kind of when the benefits really start to kick in. So that's when you're and I mean, my book is aimed at a blue collar workforce because uh, I'd been walking by a job site one day and I heard tools being thrown at each other and then all, everybody stopped working and gathered around in this big group and the fight went down. These two guys were just duking it out in the streets well, behind, behind the job site, a uh, construction job site. And I thought, it's like, man, if anybody needs meditation, it's those guys. And that's when I had started writing this book. And, uh, yeah, so it definitely, it would reflect back and help stuff like that not happen. And then what does this mean for everybody involved? Well, it didn't disrupt the whole day's work. Everybody didn't stop doing what they were doing to go watch the fight. So it would also help increase productivity. So it's it's really good on many different fronts. Exactly. And one, one of the things that you mentioned, and I love... I love the fact that that you wanted to make this book for for the everyday person, and and you call it, you know you're you're talking about the blue collar, and and a lot of the times we think that many of the things and the strategies that we see out, especially like in podcasts and and, and certain videos and, and things like that that we learn about, they're for a very elite kind of people who are like when we talk about health, because that's that's pretty much the same reason why I decided to start this project. I saw that all the podcasts, all the video sites, all of these places were aimed at people who were already on a health journey and they just wanted to optimize. But we didn't have like an entry level thing. People were just left with just eat better and exercise. And once you get to a certain level, then you can be the biohacker and you can do all these different things. And and I think that, that meditation and mindfulness falls into a very similar place where people who are busy and people who have a life and they have kids and they have a job and they, they're running up and down and they're, they're trying to meet deadlines, uh, they simply think that when I get to a certain point, I'll be able to calm down and, and meditate. And you saw the opposite. Um, or, or you decided to actually start addressing the opposite. And, and the crazy thing is you, you've, you've not always been like this, right? No, man. No, not at all. Jeez, man. I come from a whole different kind of background. So I started out uh, in a hip hop crew. <laughs> so it was a lot of, it was like rap music, rapping on stage and doing live 
hip hop performances. And uh, so it was like a sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of lifestyle for many years, uh, you know, destroying hotel rooms, going on tour for months and playing on stage in front of thousands of people. And it's, it's just very different uh, from into what I'm like, how I am now, <laughs> like living in this like yogi kind of lifestyle. Everything's just so serene and peaceful and blissed out. But but what was it? Was the, was there something specific? Was there something that happened that that made you change? Uh, well, I yeah, I moved to Los Angeles in 2015, and I wanted to do all the LA things. So I got in. I got deeper into meditation. I got deeper into yoga, and that's kind of when it started. And then I moved back to Canada. And one morning I just woke up after a yoga session. Uh, I didn't wake up. I was in Shavasana and uh, I just said, I was like, man, this is kind of like, I just kind of want to do this. Like, this is what I want to do now. I don't want to do all that other hard stuff. I just want to do yoga. every day. Just chill out for a while. And then through that, ev everything else just kind of fell into place. And uh, so meditation though, I started meditating when I was nine years old my grandparents' cottage way back in the day. And we would fight. So my brother and my sister would fight nonstop, just a sibling rivalry. And I saw this rock sticking up out of the ground. I was like, I'm just going to go sit and meditate, close my eyes and try and get out of, escape this fight that we're constantly in. And I did. I sat down on the rock. Everything went away. All the noise, all the fighting went away. I was like, wow, meditation works. <laughs> uh, and like, it wasn't just my vacation. It was like my grandparents' vacation too. So like, they didn't want to listen to screaming kids fighting. Um, before that, I didn't know what meditation was. I had seen it in ninja movies. And I knew that Master Splinter from the Ninja Turtles, I knew that he meditated on things. And I sat down on this rock that one day and that was it. From then on, whenever I would go sit on the rock, it was like, I had like a row of defense from my grandparents and from my parents, like you leave Jay alone. He's meditating. He's keeping things quiet around here for a while. <laughs> and uh, so off and on through the summers, I would meditate. And then definitely not in my twenties during like the rap music touring and all that. Definitely not during that time. And then again, into my thirties. So it's been a quite a wild adventure. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's super interesting to see how you literally discovered meditation, you know, growing up and as a child. And I'm I'm sure that many of us have actually experienced uh, episodes like that, but not many of us actually recognize them for 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 their value. And I'm sure that at nine years old, you didn't, or I don't know, uh, did you purposefully, intentionally call it meditation? Like, oh, this is cool and, and, and it is meditation? Or were you just like in your happy place? No, I definitely knew that it was called meditation. I knew that you would sit and fold your legs into a pretzel. Um, my dad had taught us how to fold our legs into pretzels. Uh, my dad had taken karate lessons, I guess, and he would teach us like karate stuff. And he would get us, my brother and my sister and I, to fold, do like a full lotus posture with your legs. So that's like when one ankle is crisscrossed up over top of the other ankle, but then the other ankle is pulled up over the other knee as well. Like it's kind of confusing looking. And uh, so I was able to do that as I sat on that rock that first time. And I knew it was called meditation because like I said, Ninja Turtles and Master Splinter would say, I need to go meditate on this. And so I knew the name. I just didn't know that 
there was a practice involved. I didn't know thousands of people all over the world were doing it, maybe even millions back then. I don't know. And I didn't know there were different styles or techniques or anything like that. I didn't know that you could do anything with your mind. So I would literally just sit there and close my eyes and just be quiet and just be still and listen. You'd hear birds chirping. You'd hear the radio going. Yeah, and it's and it's crazy how you how you recognize these things, and and I think it's very very important to acknowledge how you don't. People think that when you meditate, you go into this, like you must go into this faraway place, and you're completely oblivious to everything that is happening around you. And in reality, you really are. Are, are sensing everything in, in a completely different way. You still hear, like you said, you still hear like the cars driving by nearby. You still hear the radio. You still hear voices. You still hear all these different things. You're just kind of like, like watching from afar. At least that's, that's my experience. You're, you're kind of like there, but not in it. You're, you're kind of like watching from afar and, and, and that allows you to really, see and analyze things from a completely different uh, angle. And I'm going to share with you and, and with the rest of our audience, a couple of years ago, I was, I was super stressed out. I was, um, I, I was still back in, in, in Cancun where I was running a stem cell clinic and uh, we, we really weren't making ends meet. And, uh, and, and I, was, I was super stressed out. Uh, I wasn't having a, a good time. And I was snapping at everything and anything. It's like, like even my, my, my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, she said that, that she hated feeling like she was walking on eggshells around me because she didn't know when something very simple was just going to make me snap. The people that work with us, uh, the lady that helped us at home with, with the cleaning, they all felt the same way. And that's when I realized, you know what, I need to start doing something about it. And, and in my case, I, I, I stumbled into, uh, into an app. Um, that I that I really liked, and then I went into um, I got a Muse device, which I really like. It's it's very good for those of us who who want to kind of like see and and quantify uh, all these changes. But one of the things, and, and and I'm sure that you have a lot more experience in in this than I do because you've done more of the research in it. The changes that happen on a physiological level are to be honest with you something that I was not expecting and I don't know if you can if you can share and expand a little bit on that and and why that happens why do we start feeling all these or why do we start experiencing all these changes in 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 our physiology and I know it has to do a lot with cortisol but I'll I'll let you uh go a little bit deeper into that if you may yeah so geez man the west seems to look at health as starting with the heart whereas like a lot of this like eastern kind of medicines they look at it as starting with the breath so the breath is dictating to the heart how to be and how to exist the breath is pumping oxygen through the blood which is changing everything within you i believe that it really starts with the breathing as well and then leaks over and all the other things so physiologically Jeez, there's, I, I can't even think of like off the top of my head from the research what, what the physiological changes were that happened uh, because it, it's such a slow process over time that what everyone believes it is, is that more like, it's more like training, like I had said earlier, by just practicing every day 
your body just begins to understand and to learn. Um, I guess kind of the way that you would train your hair when you part your hair a certain way and train it to grow a certain way. It'll keep growing like that. The body kind of follows suit. So by putting yourself into these like super calm, peaceful situations, it'll train the body to be able to get into that on its own later on. So that when you are in that traffic jam and someone cuts you off, you might notice it. You might feel a feeling building up and you'll be like, oh, there's that anger. And then it'll just go away rather than letting it completely take over everything and you know, make you do physical actions like bring that middle finger up and lay down on the horn. So. Uh, exactly. Exactly. And that, and that does make a lot of sense, uh, you see, because it allows you to, on a much deeper level, it allows you to be more present in, 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 in all these different interactions that we have day in and day out. Just like you said, you know, somebody cuts in, 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 into you in traffic or, or somebody does something that, that you dislike, or you see somebody just, just throwing trash out on the, you know, out, out on the street. And, and all these things would make me completely flip. And, and now it's just, you know, like you very well said, you notice those things and, and you're in a much more, um, peaceful sure yeah it's a, it's a more peaceful um environment and a much more peaceful way of acting where you don't necessarily need to react to everything you're in control of your reactions and at least that's that's something that i've that i've noticed and that i've uh, i've greatly benefited from and and you can actually see you could ask my wife you could ask evelyn uh she notices when i don't meditate in the morning she's like listen maybe you should go in there and uh, and spend a couple of minutes uh, meditating and, um, because she realizes the, the, the benefit that I get from it and she's starting to do it as well. And, uh, and, and, and it, you start seeing all these, all these different, uh, all these different benefits. Um, mm. now going into more of the, of the nitty gritty, I always like to give a couple of tips, three, two, three tips of actionable advice that people listening to us today can do today before the end of the day to get into a mindfulness practice what would be your top two or three tips for this top three tips are so first of all just do it set your alarm for one minute early that's my biggest recommendation to get started set that alarm one minute it's all you need sit up in bed as soon as the alarm goes off and just do your minute and then then do your day um everybody should learn about constricted nasal breathing. So in, in the fancy woo-woo terms, they call it ujjayi breathing. And this is, okay. so this is easy to do. And I, I really recommend this because it helps give long, slow breaths. This is how I'm able to do long 30 second breaths in and out. And so it's kind of like picture you're fogging up a mirror with your breath, like, is that kind of sensation in the back of the throat. And then you do the same thing, but with the mouth closed so that the same kind of pressure is only coming through the nasal. And it does like a... <sighs> through the nose. This is the constricted nasal breathing. This allows you to just breathe really, really slowly and long through the nose. Another thing, if anyone has asthma, um, I suffered with asthma most of my life. This breathing really, really, really helps deep belly breathing as well. Don't breathe into the chest. 
breathe into the belly. So when, as you breathe in, push your stomach muscles, push your belly, push, push, push as you breathe in. And as you breathe out, suck those st stomach muscles back in. This really takes a lot of pressure off and duty off of the lungs from having to go through all of the work. I really find those, those three things would probably help a lot of people out there. Perfect. That's, that's great. As a matter of fact, now, now, now that you mentioned that about belly breathing, this is something that you have to be sitting up straight and it, it allows you, the only way that, that you'll be able to do this if, is if you're sitting up straight. And Brian Johnson from, from Optimize Me, uh, he calls this, uh, when meditating, he, he calls it uh, sitting with dignity. So, so you're not kind of like slouching or, or, or just, just like, you know, just propped up or lying down. Like you said, you, you kind of like sit up straight and, and how he describes is you sit with dignity and that allows you, like you very well said, to really fill in all your lungs and to get all this oxygen in and, and to relax and to calm down and, and act upon your parasympathetic, um, nervous system and all these things. Well, that's great. And what else, what else are people going to learn from, uh, from buying your book? Uh, they're going to learn a little bit about me. They'll learn about a lot of the things I went through, uh, trials and errors. So that can probably help some people out. Uh, they'll learn about binaural beats, which are these music vibrations that people are using to affect their consciousness and helps them get into meditation. Uh, they'll learn, like I said, all the not all the different styles, but many of the different meditation styles and techniques out there. Uh, there's a few focus exercises at the end of the book. And it's funny. Like, uh, so I, I have uh, five years of stand-up comedy under my belt. And I haven't done it in a few years, but it's one of those things that never goes away. Man. The comics brain is just always active like that. So there's some funny bits in there as well. Well, that sounds great. That sounds great. And people can get it on Amazon right now, right? Canada, U.S., worldwide? Worldwide on Amazon. Perfect. I'll be, I'll be sure to link that in the show notes. Awesome. Awesome. And where can people find out uh, more about you? Where, where can they follow you? I know you have a podcast as well, not so much on meditation. It's more on, on, on the yoga side of things. Is this, is this correct? Yeah. Well, the podcast is called Beyond the Mat, and it did come from uh, yoga everything. When I had graduated from yoga school, my younger brother, it, it had been a year since I had done a podcast and my brother, he was like, oh man, that could be your new podcast beyond the yoga mat. And I was like, yeah, maybe. And then uh, yeah, flat, fast forward a year later, and that's exactly what I did. And uh, so yeah, that's been working out really well. I love doing that. I love podcasting. Uh, so beyond the mat, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. It's all the same. J Cole Yoga, J A Y C O L E Y O G A. And then my website, jcoleyoga.ca. So there you have it, everyone. This has been episode five of the Highway to Health show. If you liked it, make sure that you subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps us get noticed in this increasingly large sea of podcasts out there. For the complete show notes, head on over to dre.show forward slash 005. Once again, that's dre.show forward slash 005. You'll find links to buy Jay's book there, his social media profiles, and everything else that we discussed in this episode. I look forward to seeing you here again next week. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Dr. E's Highway to Health show, helping you learn the science of living ageless. Did you enjoy the show? 
please like, share, and subscribe where you listen to podcasts. Dr. E wants to hear from you. Go to dre.show. Again, that's dre.show. Until next time, this is Dr. E's Highway to Health, helping you live ageless.